Welcome to What Hint Wonderful, the podcast where we're revisiting all of those amazing reality shows that only had one season. I'm your host, Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us today as we dive deeper into the amazing train wreck that is Saddle Ranch. Today we're going to be discussing episode three, Pack Your Saddlebags. I actually like this episode title. Um, I did too, and I really liked, I mean, I know we have other stuff to talk about before we delve into the episode, but I actually wrote down the Amazon description of the episode because I liked oh, it so much, Okay, which is um, Cassie's victorious brawl with a rented stripper serves as an icebreaker <laughs> to finally bring everyone together at Rob's party. That's exactly what happens. Yeah. And that's... not what I was expecting to happen, even though I did watch this before 13 years ago, but I kind of forgot that's how it played out. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Good job, Amazon. Accurate. Yeah. <laughs> and I have, um, I, I have, n the only house skinning I have is that Heather um, sent us a very disturbing video of Brody Jenner, I believe his birthday party from his instant stories where giant blow up babies are fighting each other. Kind of like those sumo suits, but they're babies. Oh, I didn't like see the that. heads and everything. It was unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Heather. I, I did see on Instagram that he and his lady are getting ready for a gender reveal, but I didn't, I haven't seen the reveal yet. I didn't go oh, back. Of course he's doing a gender reveal. Of course. Although you would think with his father, he of all people would know that maybe we shouldn't do a gender reveal. They, all these reality stars will do whatever they can to add a product that they can tag on Instagram and make money off of. Very true, but I feel like if your parent <laughs> changed their gender, well, yes, you of all people that. should know, like, maybe gender reveal isn't a thing we should be doing anymore. I'm not saying it's that they don't know. I'm saying it's that they don't, <laughs> they care, don't care and they want to yeah. make money. Yeah, very true. That's why all the Vanderpump people always do, like, lavish one-year-old birthday parties, too, is because they tag the party company. Stupid. Very <laughs> stupid and very true. Yeah. Well, so I do have a saddle tattle. Okay. Well, start there. So if we were going in order of operations, the next saddle tattle would be Taylor. However, Taylor wah, is a wah. yeah, Taylor <laughs> is a ghost. Okay. Um, I would like to point out that it took me probably 20 minutes to even find out what Taylor's last name was. Okay. This person does not exist. I tried very hard and then I got frustrated and I moved on to person number three. So we okay. will see if we can go back to Taylor. I'm not confident. That's that's just what I'm going to say. I was just going to check really quick on, oh, yeah. Yep, he's just Taylor on IMDb. Oh, yeah. A lot yeah. of them are just first names on IMDb. I found all their last names. I did go down that rabbit hole because I got sidetracked by Taylor. But I have all their last names. It's just a lot of them are MIA. Also, sidebar, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast before, but I think this is the highest rated show in terms of stars like of uh, one through 10 on IMDb we've ever done. It's six and a half. Wow. Most of the ones we do are like two. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm kind of offended on some other shows, perhaps. <laughs> um, I'm not sure I agree with that take. I far. was, I was very surprised. I was very surprised. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So saddle title number three is Noah Valinsky. Oh, my baby daddy. So the other thing about this is that all of these are going to be very short because like I said, these people are ghosts, but I found an article, I found Noah and his wife and an article about him. So I did find some stuff about him and what he's doing now. 
So Noah's actually from Chicago. And according to a profile I read of him, he's from inner city Chicago. So okay, there you go. Um, but really his whole persona is tied up with his wife. They are a choreography duo now. So his wife, Claude Racine, she's from Montreal. So she's French Canadian. They met on set as dancers in Los Angeles. I didn't even know that Noah was a dancer. So look out Cassie. Well, I was about to say in the preview for next week, they show Cassie dancing. And I thought that looks like Noah next to her. Yeah. So he met his wife on set dancing in Los Angeles. And so then they founded like their own dance studio called Cloa, like a, a hybrid of their names. Claude, okay. Claude and Noah. Yeah, we could have done better. But they have worked with the Jonas Brothers, Gwen Stefani, Florence and the Machine. I wondered what choreography they do for Florence and the Machine. Tony Braxton and Zendaya. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so where I read this was a little upsetting. They were featured on an episode of Meet the Scientologist. Oh. On the Scientology Network in 2019. I gathered a lot of this information from the Scientology Network's press release about the upcoming episode <laughs> that they were going to appear on. Wow. Well, that must have been after this, because I feel like all the drinking and all that stuff, that's not really Scientology vibes. So they were and, they were featured on that in 2019. But I'm so. saying, like, I was he didn't become a Scientologist until after the show, is what I was saying. Yeah. Interesting take to become a Scientologist in the last 10 years. Yes, agreed. Um, and it's not that heavily touted on one of their many Instagrams either. So sort of curious about that. Um, but they have many on Instagram, just so you all are aware. So they have one for them as a duo, the Valinskys. They each have individual Instagrams. And then they have one for the Cloa Dance Studio as well. <laughs> oh, so weird, because I only found his Twitter. Like, we follow him on Twitter. And he still follows Saddle Ranch, and Saddle Ranch still follows him. Oh, I like that for Noah, though. <laughs> um, so, Noah, this year, just this month, actually, founded NAV Fitness. And he's a big fitness buff now. And he also competes in jujitsu competitions. But they're still doing choreography. They are... They're really big into like TikTok dance videos. And his wife also has a, she's a big fitness person too. So they're both like very ripped. Um, and she has a podcast called The Claude Code. Oh. I think okay. she's, re she's really bad at naming things, I think is what this tells all about. <laughs> Claude Code, Cloa. We could do a lot better with these names. Um, but anyway, so they are doing the fitness thing. They also have a son who is three and i believe his name is nova which is kind of oh. interesting yeah uh, i feel like that's very scientology yeah um and they look like they live in vegas but they still spend time in la i couldn't quite tell they might split time but that i feel like they both track for dancing jujitsu whatever but i'm going to send you a picture of what noah looks like right now as we're talking about him because and you said that you felt like Noah was the hottest one on the show and your style. I just wanted to go ahead and confirm that for you with where Noah's at now. Oh, um, trust, I did. It has, I'll check your picture when it comes through, but I did quite the little deep dive into his Twitter when I was searching for him, and he is hot <clears throat> AF. He does not look bad. Yeah. Yeah. No, he is hot as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. 
Perfection. That is the, the perfect caption for that. Someone wrote perfection under the Noah Poppy is the name of his Instagram. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Live for it. Love it. Here no, for it. he wrote perfection. That's his caption. Oh, his, his caption? Photo. Oh, God. I'm still here for it. <laughs> yeah. He, he, I mean, he's he's a buff dude. Like you muscle has to be your thing, but he looks he looks good. So that's what Noah's doing. He's making cute dance videos with his wife. I'm not, I'm not mad about it. Yeah, maybe I'm gonna have to dive into TikTok just to see them. The Valinskys. That's yeah. their TikTok. All right. Okay, I'm here for it. Well, that was a good deep dive. Yeah, not bad. At least I found something and he's not a total ghost. I will say their dances are good, but I always think it's funny where people take their videos for social media. So like I get it, not everybody has a good space in their home to like choreograph dances, but they always perform in their kitchen. And oh. Yeah, there's just something about it. Like, I don't want to see your like dirty dishes in your fridge. Can you like go outside or can you do you have a garage? Maybe it's because the floor <laughs> is slippery? Probably. I don't know. Because now also, that you say that, I feel like a lot of people do that in their kitchens. I know. I feel like a garage floor or maybe buy a special mat and put it somewhere else. I don't know. <laughs> or they own a dance studio. Just do it there. No, no, no. When I say studio, I mean like they it's like they're it's not an actual studio space it's like a, oh, their a collective. yeah like their consultation company is called oh okay I yeah, they yeah. Have a physical studio because i was like just go do your tiktok videos there dude i think they're just getting creative with the noun well all right well i'm here for it and i'm um, sorry guys i'm sure you can tell by the sound of my voice i'm sick let's hope i don't have a coughing fit i'm drinking a lot of vitamin c water so sorry <coughs> it is what it is <laughs> but we're still here. Yeah, we're still here. So we opened this episode exactly where we left off, which good. I don't I don't want to miss a minute of this. And I did watch the stripper versus Cassie fight several times mm -hmm. because as fast as it started, it ends even faster. Yeah. The stripper actually launches herself into the air after stepping on the couch. Yeah, it's like the front of the couch. Yeah. I thought she stepped on someone's back <laughs> last episode. So she actually just steps on the couch and immediately grabs Cassie by the hair and pulls Cassie over the couch by her hair. And then from what I can tell, they make it all the way to the ground in front of the couch, but then they're pretty quickly pulled apart by everybody at the party. The only thing like the, what, first of all, I, when this episode started and we have Cassie's <clears throat> talking head almost immediately, her hair is so fucking fried on the yes. ends. Like she needs to cut like three inches off. Ugh. She has flat ironed it into another dimension and the ends are just like crunchy Brillo. It is awful. But speaking of that, she blew it off like, oh, I'm fine. Her head had to fucking hurt. That yeah. girl grabbed her by the back of the hair, pulled her over the couch and onto the floor by her hair at the root. Like I'm surprised it didn't come out. Yeah. And for her to hop up and be like, woohoo, I'm the winner. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. I mean, you and I were already troubled by this last episode. And I feel I like it's this way more problematic. Yeah, it is way more problematic in this episode. So someone yells, beat her ass. And I think they're referring to the stripper. Like someone should beat the stripper's ass. Oh, they are 100%. And Cassie <laughs> is incredibly proud of herself. And yeah. Alex comes in and I think Alex yeah. might have said beat her ass and she said Alex said she was asking for it and I'm like that would be like if you came up to a table and said can I get you more shots and someone came over and 
like threw a beer on you. Yeah. Like, it's not, she was doing her job. I know. And what Alex says to Cassie, she said, if I didn't think you were such a bitch, I would tell you that was awesome. That wasn't awesome. No. And I love that they seem to think that the poor stripper knew the guy's girlfriend was there and knew what was going on because they keep saying to do that in front of a guy's girlfriend. Well, fuck you. She didn't know who his girlfriend was. She was just told here, you're getting paid X amount for, to come dance with this guy for his birthday. Yeah. Not, Here's who's going to be there. We're going to make his girlfriend. Like she knew nothing walking into this situation. Yeah. And then, so the stripper obviously is like asked to leave or whatever. They're like shooing her out the door and you don't even see any of the dudes being like, I'm really sorry this went down this way. Like, they don't no. give a shit. They're just shoving they her out the door. thrilled. <clears throat> thrilled. Yeah. Like, you can hear them in the background being like, man, that was awesome. Uh. Yeah, it's not great. Not great. Um, But it does turn the party around. Amazon's oh, description did. is not incorrect. It's, Everybody really bonded right. over this. Yeah. People are taking shots. They're eating the cake that the stripper brought, by the way. Um, and this is where things got a little weird. I mean, they were already weird. They get weirder. So it's Cameron and Nancy who are eating the cake, right? Yes. And they're sitting on Rob's couch. And the couch looks like it has like a couch cover on it. Oh, it's got, yes. It's got like a fake. Yeah. It looks like suede, but it's not like a last. It looks like a giant sheet. Yeah. I mean, like the cheapest couch cover you can get with like an elastic bottom. Yes, yeah. correct. And somebody who's, I don't know who starts it. Nancy? Nancy. It's Nancy. Like, Hold on. I'm sending you what I'm sending now. Do not look at your phone yet. I just okay. want to make sure it comes through when we get to the right time. Okay. So they're eating the cake with their hands. And Nancy like smears some on Cameron's face. But a little bit. Like, yeah. I would say, like, kind of, like, boops her nose, sort of. It wasn't that egregious. There was, like, some frosting on her nose and maybe a little bit on the top of her lip. Right. And then Cameron just, like, kind of smashes cake in all over Nancy's face in retaliation. Well, at first, she, I was afraid she was <laughs> going to throw the whole cake on her. So she picks yeah. up the whole cake, and I'm like, oh, this is not going to end well. And then she kind of rethinks that. And then, because Nancy runs away, and then Nancy stupidly comes back. And then she, like, grabs a handful and, like, smushes it all over her face. Yeah. And then and, a little bit of frosting gets on the couch cover. Like, a yeah, little bit. Yeah. And Nancy's, like, not thrilled, but she takes it in stride. She's like, God damn, like, this is all over my face. And there is some red frosting on the couch cover. Oh, there was two spots. There was, like, a red spot and a white spot. I would say both of them maybe the size of a 50-cent piece about that. Maybe a little bigger. But yeah. nothing that terrible. Yeah. So... Rob throws a tantrum about... Also, we need to remind you guys that the couch cover is dark shit brown. Yeah. It's not like it's white. It's no. not like it's a light color. He he acts like Annette Benning in American Beauty. Like, this is an Italian silk yeah. sofa. It's, yep. it's not. It, it looks like it's covered with a dog blanket. I was absolutely shocked at how upset he got. Because yeah. and not just him, but him and Noah, and they were and he, they were like, "You don't do this in someone's home." And I'm like, "This is a frat house. Like, what are you talking about? They're like the, the kitchen's a mess. They're not. It's not like this is a clean environment." Also, the cake on the couch cover is the big offense here. But getting to a physical altercation with a stripper and pulling someone over a couch and like all that 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 was okay. 
and throwing beer all over your house. Yeah. I mean, that beer went on the couch, yeah. went on the floor, went on yeah. the stripper. That's a-okay. Yeah. But I'm so glad this happened because it gave me the chance to check out the coffee table. And that's what I just sent you a picture of. Ooh. Their coffee table is made of old cell phones and sidekicks and Blackberries. Look at the picture I just sent you. You're going to die. No, no way. Yeah. <gasps> Isn't that crazy? What? Yeah. At first, I just thought there was like a couple phones like sitting underneath because it's a glass top table. No, it's like a glass table full. And I'm talking probably a hundred old cell phones. Oh, it looks like more than that. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? What the fuck? You have to put it on our Instagram so people can see. Yeah. But yeah, there's Blackberries. There's flip phones. There, I see a sidekick. I see a Nokia. What the hell? Why would they have that? I don't know, but I'm here for it. Okay. Does someone do that for a living or something? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that you can get anything you want put into a glass table, but I just, I, they just like collecting everyone's old phones. I'm fascinated by it. Yeah. That's super weird. Now I'm convinced that that like third roommate or whatever is like a cell phone repair person or something. Maybe. It's yeah. possible. So anyway, in the fallout of this frosting getting on the couch cover, Rob makes Cameron leave. Kicks her out. Kicks her out. So, okay. And... It just immediately segues into everyone getting wasted and people are starting to flirt and whatever. Um, and we meet a new server who has showed up from Sunset, right? Yes. And his name is Nick. Nick is cute. He's very cute. And he immediately gets in a hot tub that we hadn't seen before and starts flirting with Cassie. Yes, it's a full-on hot tub party. Yeah. And everyone has devolved into even trying to be respectable and every single person at this party is just chug-a-lugging booze straight from the bottle. Yeah. There's not a single person with a cup or a glass or a mixer. It's Jack and tequila and vodka and they are just chug-a-lugging it straight out of the bottle. All of them. Yeah. And then we see, so Rob and Rachel have kind of had this flirtation going throughout the party, but like a distant flirtation in my opinion. And then all of a sudden they're talking and Rob kind of grabs her to make out with her. And then in her confessional, she says it was an awesome kiss. That's not the vibe I got from it watching it. Um, yeah. It maybe there's a, a clip. Yeah, maybe there's a clip they didn't show. Yeah, I got a little awkward vibe from it too. But again, they were all shithoused. And later in the episode, Rob doesn't even remember the night. So, yeah. And she says in her confessional, it was an awesome kiss. So who knows how she really felt in the moment. Right. Well, and Rob says he wants to kiss her again. Big shock. Yeah. Um, so then Cameron shows up to the party again. She's just... Um, and she shows up cosplaying as a 1950s housewife with like a headscarf. It, I've never, it was insane. I mean, I know it was raining, but I'm like, what are you doing? I didn't even notice that. Oh my, it's hysterical. She, it's like a babushka. She has it like tied oh, over yeah. her head and she comes like kind of hunched over in the door. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> this is your triumphant return. I, okay. Feel bad for me. Um, 
so she and Rob kind of like get into it again. And he says like, you know, don't disrespect me in my own house and you can stay if you want to chill. And then he insists that she make up with Rachel if she's going to stay. And yes. Cameron's fine with that. And Cameron actually says like, I wasn't trying to step on your toes to Rachel. Cause she wasn't, that was all some one-sided Rachel shit. I also want to know though, apparently they said she'd been gone for hours. And she was still way. very drunk. Like, where did she go? I don't did know. Did she drive drunk somewhere? Like, where the fuck did she go? And I love that they're having this, like, kumbaya moment in the world's most confusingly decorated kitchen. Like, every time we see the kitchen, I get more confused. I know. There's, like, an African, like, tribal mask and a mini TV and a VCR and a Mexican flag and dishes everywhere. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. I almost want to say that someone lives with their mom. <laughs> but I don't think a mom would put up with that. But no. I, well, I um, I just feel like they must, every time they go somewhere, maybe to a swap meet or a vacation, they're just like, this looks great. Let's throw it on the wall in our house. I, it's so weird. Yeah, it's super weird. Also, when Rachel and Cameron make up, they agree to squash it and they hug. But then they hug so hard they wrestle each other to the ground. Yeah. And, and make out. Yeah. That's, that's, how, that's what you do. Yeah, that's how much liquor has been consumed at this party. Yep. So then it is the day after. And... Oh, I forgot this scene. Um, Taylor, Nick, and Dave are out to lunch? or I guess they're getting food before they work. They, I think it's lunch. And they go to the Caribbean Cassava Restaurant, which is no more. I looked it okay. up. Um, and it's really funny because when I was looking it up and I was like, oh, I should write down who was there. I could not for the life of me remember Dave's name. And I just wrote the one that's carved up cream cheese. Like he yeah. is just like in the back. He's just a pretty face in the background, brings nothing to the table. I can't even figure out why he's on the show. I know. And he and Nick kind of remind me of one another. So I was struggling with that too. Um, but I think Nick is, has more of a personality. Yeah, he has in like the three minutes he's been on the show. Yeah. No, Dave doesn't do anything. Um, so Nick admits that he flirted with Cassie and that he has a little crush, but he says, you know, as soon as she crushes back, like, I don't dig girls that like me. Yeah. Assholes. Yeah, not his jam. Right. So then we see that Rob and Cameron are also talking the day after the party and that they're still friends. And they talk about the cake some more. And when well, they're also having lunch and they're at Tequila... T-E apostrophe K-I-L-A, still in existence. Great. Um, and they say that it was like a Fellini movie. Which I wrote down too. No, no, they don't say it. Rob says it. Okay. <coughs> I, don't I, don't, what... I don't even know if Cameron would get that reference, but I was I pretty impressed that Rob pulled it out and I, I, I was impressed. I don't know what he means by that. Well, I, I mean, have you ever seen a Fellini movie? I don't think so. They're very surreal. Okay. They're, they're, I mean, they're just kind of surreal and wacky. And I mean, it's like avant-garde film. It's, it's, yeah, I, okay. I, I was impressed that he knew the reference. But I mean, it's not that out there, I guess, if you're in movies and whatever. Um, but yeah, it just means kind of like wacky and absurd. Okay. Yeah, and then Rob would say that. And they say it was a huge debacle. I mean, it kind of was. Yeah. Cameron says that she's sorry and Rob appreciates it. She doesn't have that much to be sorry for, to be honest, but whatever. Cassie should be apologizing, maybe. Um, he says that she's glad he's glad that she and Rachel made up, and he admits that he made out with her. And Cameron looks at him and says, You're a dirty hooker. 
I thought it was kind of funny, actually. Yeah. Um, and he says he's really interested in Rachel. And Cameron says, congrats on your new relationship. <laughs> well, and also, I guess for him, the narrative they're trying to put forth is that he doesn't usually, like, fall for women. Like, he's not a relationship guy. So this is new territory for him. But, okay, whatever. Bullshit. Every reality TV show ever. So then we go back to the other lunch. And... <laughs> Do they see the tow truck arriving and that's why they go outside or were they outside already? I, they were outside already. I think they finished eating. They're walking out. And I can't remember if Taylor says that's my car or someone else says like, hey, isn't that your car? And then he says, that's my car. But he goes running over. And in I don't know how long they were at lunch, but apparently enough time for it to be booted and for the tow truck to show up. Because I had my car booted a couple times, like in the 90s when I was young, probably around Taylor's age. And it was sometimes would take days for it to get towed. Like I, they, I've seen cars in my neighborhood with boots on them for weeks. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're more on it in LA than they are here. But I thought it was pretty shocking that they, in the time they were at the restaurant, like got it booted and were in the process of having it towed. Yeah. And they tell Taylor that, well, the, the towing company or the city tells Taylor that he's being towed because he has a thousand dollars in parking tickets. His car's being impounded. Impounded. Yeah. And he calls his daddy. Yeah. And yells at his father because his father pays his tickets and is supposed to and didn't. And that's why he's in this situation. This is where I get very confused. Um, I'm assuming the car must be in his dad's name. Yeah. Because then his dad would be getting, I mean, this is, I'm, I I feel like back then you weren't getting emails from the city if you got your car ticketed. So it would probably be letters. So the letters must be coming to his dad and then his dad's supposed to be paying them. But then later on, he wants to work more hours because he has to get his car to the impound. So I guess his dad finally said enough is enough. I'm not paying anymore. Like I don't, it was weird. That that's a good theory because he says he's from Las Vegas. So maybe he still has Nevada plates and the letters are going to Nevada. I also wondered if he got towed quickly because they looked like they were on a pretty major street. Well, at one point, uh, one of the Nick or Dave, one of them says like, Hey dude, you know, you can park for free on the side streets. Like, right. So I think what's happening is that he's parking on like major thoroughfares that have metered spots and he's just not paying them. Yeah. I think he wants rock star parking because he doesn't want to walk very far. And then now he's suffering the consequences and all he's doing is walking. Yep. And so then he like walks away from his target (laughs) car getting towed and he's mad at his dad. And either Nick or Dave says his dad pays his tickets, like judging him. And I was here for it. Well, a hundred percent. But I also thought it was a little strange that neither of them were like, Hey buddy, let us give you a ride. Nope. Like he just walked away. Yep. (laughs) Well, that's Taylor tantrum number one. Yes, we get many. Yep. So then it is a night at work. Rob and Rachel are behind the bar together. They're not allowed to hug. Um, but Rob likes working with her and thinks she looks cute in her bandana. But you know who looks cuter in a bandana? Frank. <laughs> we forgot to say that Frank is wearing a Saddle Ranch bandana just for me today. It's I am. I was trying to brighten Meredith's moods and she wasn't feeling well. So I'm wearing my orange bandana Saddle Ranch style. <laughs> It does. It looks pretty good. I'm here for it. (laughs) I like it on you better than I like it on anybody else on this show. So then Taylor is just throwing a little shit fit at work, but it's not the first time we've seen him do it. 
and he's just so stressed about his car and he needs money and he's only a host and he's barely making tips and he doesn't have a thousand dollars laying around and a positive attitude doesn't get my car out of impound. I get it. For that age, a thousand dollars does feel like unfathomable. And well, it the would, other and I, in I was, LA to not have your car is a BFD. Well, and the other thing they're not talking about, number one, I don't even know who it was. So he's talking to a booth of three people, Nick and two other girls I don't remember seeing before. I guess they're hostesses. Um, and the blonde girl is like, oh, it'll all work out. And that's when he was like, what? Like a positive attitude is not going to fix. And even I was like, yeah, this isn't just going to work out. And I feel like what they're neglecting to mention, I know that when my car got impounded, it goes up by the day. Yeah. Like you, it like every day it's in the impound, they charge you money to keep it in the impound. So we're probably well past a thousand dollars at this point, like well past. Yeah. So Candy kind of pulls him aside and he admits that he is stressed financially and tells her about the car. And she says, uh-huh, I've had that happen to me too. And he says that he really needs extra hours and he needs money. And Candy says, everyone works here because they need money. Yeah. <laughs> And she says, like, listen, you really show your moods and emotions at work. And even Larry has noticed. And I can't make business decisions based on your personal situation. Like, she can't just give him shifts because he throws the biggest fit. No, and I have never. First of all, I don't remember how I felt about Candy the first time I watched this. Now that I'm an old person and a manager of people, <laughs> I am team Candy 10,000%. Like, Candy all the way. I currently have an employee, very similar situation where she wants more hours because she's currently on break from school. And, but last Sunday informed me when I got to work that she would be leaving three hours early because she had to go to a friend's birthday party. Not asking, not anything, just like, I have to be out of here. <laughs> and I was like, the fuck? Like, I don't, what the fuck? So I am, I was very like feeling candy in this moment. I'm here for her. I also thought it was very interesting that since Taylor's firing, um, and this is based on his confessional, he ran right out and got a very aggressive double lip piercing. Oh yeah. Very aggressive. And if you're planning to like, I, again, I sound like an old person, but if you're planning on being an actor, like if you move to LA to get acting jobs, I feel like a gigantic double lip piercing is not the way to go. Right. I think you keep your facial appearance pretty minimal, at least, especially yeah. this many years ago. Yeah. yeah. Even now, like if you, I mean, because <clears throat> he has the look, like if I was the casting director, I'm putting him on some goofy Nickelodeon sitcom. And like, that's not going to work with a double lip piercing. Question. Does he have them later? The lip piercing? Yeah. Every confessional from that point on for the rest of the episode, he has them. Okay. I wondered if they were fake and he like clips them on for style. No, I looked. You can't do that because the opening is at the top of his lip. Oh. Like you couldn't clip that on. If he clipped it on there, it would be the hoop would be over the top of his lip. The, the open part is on the top of his lip. So the closed part is going through his lip. So it's definitely, it was real. Ew. Okay. Um, and then we get this little scene of Nick and Cassie. They're flirting and she says that she gets along with everybody and I was starting to write it down. And then she corrected herself and said, unless you're Alex or a stripper. <laughs> I was like, okay, at least Cassie's self-aware enough. She knows. Um, and they both, you know, giggle that they're single. And Cassie admits that she dated someone who was 30, but she's 24. 
And does he say that he's 23? Oh, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear their ages. The only thing I heard him say was he was like, well, my name is I'm a stripper. Oh. Which was his big joke when he she was like, I don't get along with people named Alex or people who are strippers. And he's like, well, my name is I'm a stripper. Like, that's oh. all I remember him saying. And then having... I thought he said, like, is 20. Maybe he said is 25 too old for you or something like that. he made oh. a joke about his age. But I remembered thinking he looked older than that. Um, <clears throat> so then Taylor sort of storms through and says that Candy isn't helping him. <laughs> so he is going to get cut since it's slow and he leaves work. Oh, I didn't even think he said he was going to get cut. I thought he said, I'm leaving. He's like, I Candy's not helping me. So I'm going to leave and I'm going to go deal with my car. He, like, says, doing... he says, I'm going to get cut, but he doesn't say okay. by who. I also think it's hysterical. Like, what are you doing with your impounded car in the evening? <laughs> like they're at work at night. Like, are you going to the impound lot at 10 PM dude? I don't think I don't you are. Know. And you don't I, have the money anyway. Never in my days have I seen someone say, like, I'm cutting myself. Well, you should come to my work. Yeah, well, we find out what happens. Yeah. So then, of course, who comes looking for Taylor later but Candy? And no one knows where he is, and no one can find him. And she says that the head host position needs to be available to managers at all times. And she says that she is incredibly furious. And rightfully so. Yeah. You don't get to leave work when you want to. Nope. It would be a lot cooler if we could. <laughs> so then, I assume it's the next day, Larry rolls up, haha, in his rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Musing myself. So then he immediately asks Candy, like, when was the last time you talked to Taylor? Because he got a warning three months ago and he's either great or he's completely unfocused and disorganized. And late, lately, he's less of a leader than he's been before. <coughs> and he's taking advantage of management. And Candy says he is a popular employee. Like people like Taylor. Larry's not here for it. He doesn't seem to care. So. Uh... Cameron and Rob, blah, blah. Taylor <laughs> comes into work and he says he realizes he was being immature yesterday. So he's just trying to keep his head down today. And he really hates relying on other people. For rides. <laughs> for rides. Yes, okay. For I was going to say, because when it comes to paying your parking tickets, you're comfortable relying on whoever. No, no, no. He said, he's like, I'm really tired of relying on other people for rides. And then he mentions people that we've never met and then don't work at the restaurant. So I'm assuming friends of his from other places. I don't. Yeah. Okay. So then Candy comes up to the host stand and Taylor is like writing something down on a paper. I can't, I couldn't really tell what it was. And she asks to talk to him and he sort of says like, well, I'm in the middle of something right now. And she says, well, I need you to not work right now. Like, your boss well, is asking you to talk to you, dude. Well, she says to him, I can't remember the other girl's name, but he's like, no, 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 she's doing that. Like, I need to talk to you. She's going to do it. And he keeps, he's like, no, but I, and she's like, no, I told you she is doing it. And I think he was doing, he was, I think he was either counting like the change in the drawer yeah. or it was something with money and a sheet. So he was probably just like counting out the, the drawer for the day or, or the night or whatever, probably for the day. Yeah. And he says, whatever. And then he crumples the paper and walks away. It's like, yeah. Will you 
You could have saved your work for the other hostess, bitch. So <laughs> clearly has an attitude problem. So then Alex says that Taylor doesn't show Candy. He's trying to be a better employee. So this is like Taylor's friend saying in her confessional, like Taylor is not showing improvement. No. And then Candy and Taylor sit down in the office and she tells him that he has an ongoing issue of attitude and performance and that he can't live up to the Saddle Ranch standards. And that he left on his own last night, which is totally against policy. And it's a really major procedural standard. And he can't follow instructions and he can't do what they ask. And he's had plenty of opportunity to make it right. And so then she hands him a piece of paper and says, this is your final write-up and your dismissal. Boom. Yeah. She really, she buried the lead. Mm -hmm. um, I was kind of thrilled by it. I thought her delivery was very solid. I was like, ooh, final write-up. What does that mean? Like, And then she said, and your dismissal. It's like a nice mic drop by yeah. Candy there. So then they cut. Obviously, it was for commercial. And then they come back. And she says, we've got to let you go. And he's a bit in shock and like can't believe that he's done. And she admits in her confessional that it's harder to let go of someone that she actually likes. And she did like Taylor. And it's yeah. not a happy moment for her. And so he storms out and he admits that he thought he was going to get written up or maybe a suspension, but that he got fired. And this is the worst week of his life. And Dave is shocked. Dave trying to show some emotion. shocked, <laughs> And he says he didn't know it was that bad. I and also thought it was funny that he says that, well, I mean, he says this thing about not knowing it was that bad. He thought he'd get written up and maybe suspended at worse. But then he says, I love Saddle Ranch and I love hanging out at Saddle Ranch, but I'll probably never hang out there again. Yeah, and I'm like, I'll, nev I'll never go again. And I'm like, hey, faggot, I have a feeling that like you're probably hanging out at gay bars in LA. Like, like Saddle Ranch would not be like my go-to hang every night if I was a young gay dude in LA. No, but maybe that's where all of his friends in LA are. That's probably what he meant. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Well, I don't think all the multiple people who are driving him around um <laughs> hanging out at saddle ranch probably not um so anyway they admit the whole thing sucks and there you go his there saddle you go. his saddle bags are packed and next time we get some more of rachel and rob we get more of cassie dancing and noah apparently yeah with her. yeah and then we see candy approaching nancy over not sure what and we see Candy approaching Dave. Candy is taking no prisoners. Um, I just wrote we get to see Candy crack the whip. Yeah, she's cracking the whip on the ranch. She is cracking the whip on the ranch. Um, well, thank you guys. And it may be a little, we may be taking a little longer break this time because Mare is going on vacation in two weeks. And I have a bunch of stuff going on. So it may be a little longer than two weeks before we get back to you, but it will be a month or less. We promise. And it may be two weeks. You never know. Um, hang in there. Have a wonderful February. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of One Hit Wonderful. You can find us online on Twitter and Instagram at One Hit Pod. You can email us at franklymareb at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter at Hey It's Mare B. Please remember to rate and subscribe. And have a great week, guys. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>